It's time for America Outdoors Radio, the show that covers the outdoor scene across the U.S. of A. and the entire continent. Fishing, hunting, conservation, outdoor recreation, and great destinations, we cover it all every week. It's your country, your outdoors. Let's explore it together with your host, John Cruz. We are starting off this show with a segment I love to air anytime we can. It's record fish time. The Missouri Department of Conservation reports Tim Stillings of Morrisville caught a new state record walleye on May 16th, and he did so in a very unique way. Stillings was actually using a trot line, a method usually employed for catching catfish. He was fishing with his friend Jake Myers on the Sac River, and Stillings said that's exactly what they were doing, going after catfish. But it wasn't a catfish they caught. Instead, it was a giant walleye. Stillings said this was the first walleye we've caught on a trot line, and it happened to be a state record. The walleye was brought into a certified scale and weighed in at 7 pounds, 8 ounces, beating the previous record by 10 ounces. As for what Stillings did with the fish, he said he filleted and froze that walleye for eating, but plans to have a replica mount made. Way to go, Tim. I hope you enjoy several meals of walleye from that fish. Congratulations on your new record. This week on America Outdoors Radio, we are going to take you to one of the best and least known smallmouth bass fisheries in America. That would be the Columbia River near the Dalles, Oregon. The Wild West Bass Trail's Apex Pro Tour fished the Columbia River Gorge between Arlington and the Dalles from May 13th through the 20th in a tournament known as the Spartan 580. The winner, that would be Luke Johns, a 22-year-old bass angler from Folsom, California, who weighed in a 18-pound-plus bag of smallmouth on Championship Friday. One of the people who was there for the Spartan 580 and who helped out several anglers during daily launches, takeouts, and, oh yes, ordering tackle from his own store was Jay Kelly. He's the owner of Hooked, no D in that Hooked, a bait and tackle shop in Ione, California. We'll talk to Jay about his store, which you can also frequent online, and about bass fishing in this part of Central California during the show. Another angler we'll talk to is Bo Fletcher. He hails from a suburb of Portland, Oregon. He's an avid tournament angler who fishes the Wild West Bass Trail, and he came out to the Dalles last Saturday to participate in a three-hour Fish with a Pro tournament. Unfortunately for him, he drew years truly as his angler, but I'll tell you what, we had a great time, caught a limit of bass and more, and you'll hear from Bo in just a couple of minutes. We've got fishing in other states for you as well this week. We'll be checking in with Jim Harris with the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission and find out how the fishing has been over the last week in the natural state for everything from catfish to bass to trout and more. And then, towards the end of our program today, we'll chat with Scott Thomas in New Jersey where the Berkeley Striper Club is holding their annual Catch and Release Striped Bass Tournament going on now through June 5th. And you are invited to attend, whether you go after stripers from the surf, from a boat, or even out of a kayak. Last but not least, we've got another person walking our trail of shame this week. That would be a Utah big game hunting guide who is facing charges for some very unscrupulous practices. This wouldn't normally get you much press, but when one of the guide's clients is the son of a president, 
A case like this is going to get a whole bunch of attention. You'll want to stick around for this story, but before we get into that, let's head to the Columbia River Gorge in the Dalles, Oregon, and talk about the smallmouth bass fishing there. Next up on America Outdoors Radio, we are taking you to the Dalles in Oregon. It's located in the beautiful Columbia River Gorge, and the Wild West Bass Tournament Circuit has been up here. Actually, the cream of the crop, the Apex Pro Tour, has been up here for like eight, nine days now, fishing the Columbia River for largemouth bass and especially for smallmouth bass. Today was the final day that they were here. They actually had kind of a community day for the Dalles where local celebrities got to fish with the pros, and I was lucky enough to fish with one of them. The pro I got to fish with, Bo Fletcher, and we had a great day on the water. Bo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Loved getting out on your champion. That is one heck of a big boat, perfect for the Columbia River. And we had a fun day. Yeah, we did. We had a good day. It's very unusual to have low winds here in the gorge, and we had a nice low winds. We had some uh, bluebird skies, so it was beautiful. You know, there was kind of a little impromptu derby that was taking place here with uh, the 11 boats that were involved and you know we came out in the middle we only weighed in seven pounds during this three-hour tournament but we did catch what 15 20 fish during the morning yeah absolutely you know the columbia river is one of the greatest smallmouth fisheries in the world in my opinion and you can always come out and get into some fish so we were lucky to do that and uh you know size would have been great but you know in the few hours we had i think we had a good time we did definitely had a good time now you fish the wild west bass tournament circuit and you fish here on the columbia a fair amount don't you yes i do so i'm i'm from the portland area so i would consider this one of my home waters so i i do spend a lot of time on the columbia my family i'm i'm a fourth generation oregonian my grandparents and and my family all are from the hood river area so this is home to us and how would you rate this smallmouth bass fishery compared to the other ones you fished all over the west oh man i don't think you can have better smallmouth fishing absolutely on the west coast i think the columbia river is arguably one of the best river smallmouth fisheries in the country and especially on the west coast there's just something about the way that this river works and we have big aggressive smallmouth and then they come in large numbers what's your personal best out here i'm probably pushing about a five pound yeah they can get really big here i've seen guys you go even larger than that and you know on a good day, you'll average a two, three pound fish. Let's talk a little bit about the Wild West Bass Tournament Circuit. You kind of got the tournament fishing bug a couple of years ago, and you're completely into it. I understand you're fishing, what, 20 tournaments this year? Something about that, yeah. You know, I decided it was time to kind of take my recreational fishing. I've been fishing most of my life. I had a friend that kind of got me into the tournament thing, and it was an itch that needed to be scratched, so to speak. So, yeah, we'll be fishing probably around 20 tournaments this year, a handful of local. I fished the ABA american bass oregon circuit i'll fish the bass qualifiers out of washington and then i'll travel all up and down the west coast with wild west bass and i want to talk about this because one thing that's kind of missing in the western u.s is that presence that you get from major league fishing or bass i mean yeah you can qualify for the classic through the nation but that's a hard thing to do and it's not like we have any opens out here or any elite series events out here do you see the wild west bass tournament circuit becoming the premier west coast circuit i mean it certainly has a huge presence in california arizona it's definitely making itself known now in washington and oregon is this the future of bass fishing in the west 
I think it's the start of the future, absolutely. I really believe that a very small percentage of the bass fishing market exists on the West Coast. We have some of the greatest bass fisheries on the West Coast in the country. Especially when you talk California. Absolutely. And even Washington. Uh, You get up some of those uh, fisheries in Washington, and it's it's just incredible fishing. And you're right. We we don't have the big circuits out here. I believe that Wild West is... They're such an incredible organization. They're working very hard to capture the interest of the west coast and yes they they have a great presence in the california area they just started their wild west team circuit in the northwest so now they're starting to actually add in some circuits in the northwest and you know they make it up here to the river a couple times a year so i really believe that they are one of the most organized and well executed organizations that we could be so blessed to have out here and one of the things we should mention you don't have to have a boat to fish on the Wild West Bass Tournament Circuit because they actually have a co-angler program, which is kind of rare anymore. Yes, so if you ever want to fish a part of the Pro-Am, you can fish as an amateur. So you will be able to draw into the tournament and you'll get to get on a boat with a pro. And I think that's a really cool opportunity. And it actually pays really well for the amateurs that do well, too. We see a lot of amateurs that start out in the Wild West Circuit, you know, fishing that co-side. And then, you know, within a couple years, they do pretty well, get a lot of experience. They end up on their own boat fishing the pro side. So I think it's a great way if you want to step into larger tournaments. But more importantly, you want to learn a thing or two. I mean, you're fishing with the best anglers on the West Coast. And to be able to draw and get on a boat with somebody like Greg Gutierrez or Jeff Michaels, guys who I idolize, who have been doing this for 20 plus years, I think that that's an incredible opportunity for somebody who wants to get an education and learn how to fish. Well, I certainly enjoyed fishing with you as a pro today and also picked up some tips as well. Hope I get to be on your boat again one of these days soon. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. I had such a great time with you, and and let's get out there and do it again. Come explore the Dalles in Oregon for outdoors fun. Hike amongst the wildflowers, bike our riverfront trail, or visit the Gorge Discovery Center where you can enjoy a live raptor display. Or even check out our National Neon Sign Museum. But don't forget the fishing. We've got salmon, steelhead, bass, walleye, and monster-sized sturgeon waiting just for you. When the day is done, tell those tall tales at one of our wineries, breweries, or restaurants and plan your next adventure. Find out more at explorethedalles.com. Sportsman's Cove Lodge in Southeast Alaska is booked for the season, which means now is the time to book for next year. And you'll want to do so soon because at the end of a typical summer, the lodge is over 80% booked. The reasons? The great fishing, the wonderful location, the comfortable accommodations, the fantastic food, and the over-the-top customer service. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book today at alaskasbestlodge.com. Hunting and fishing are exercises in hope. Before you head into the woods, you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting and stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. From a bull elk ripping a bugle across the valley to wing beats on a duck marsh, public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today.
You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. I just got back from covering a bass fishing tournament in the Columbia River Gorge, bordering Oregon and Washington. It was a Spartan 580 bass tournament. It was a grueling multi-day tournament, the longest bass tournament I've ever seen. And one person I met there I was really impressed with was Jay Kelly. He owns Hooked, a bait and tackle shop in Ione, California, east of Sacramento. In fact, I was so impressed with him, I had to get him on the show. Jay, welcome aboard. Hey, how you doing, John? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I'm glad you made it back home after the long drive from the Dalles in Oregon. You were part of this grueling multi-day Spartan 580 bass tournament where it started off with 40 Apex Pro Tour anglers who were part of the Wild West Bass Trail, fished for a couple days in Arlington, whittled that down to 10 anglers who fished, what was it, about five days between Arlington and the Dalles, and it all came out to Championship Friday where Luke Johns came out on top with an 18-pound bag. What were your impressions of the smallmouth bass fishery there in the Columbia River Gorge? I tell you what, that probably was the most epic tournament I've ever seen. The smallmouth fishery there is phenomenal. People were catching, you know, 100 fish days. I mean, left and right, just catching fish nonstop. And the quality of fish, the coloring of the fish, they're great, they're healthy. And everywhere you went. And then when they went in the John Day and that first little bit apart, you know, some largemouth were caught there in the John Day. But for the most part, no matter what pool you went to, you were just catching a phenomenal amount of smallmouth. Oh, it is a, a world-class fishery that very few people know about, but the word is starting to get out as evidenced by the fact that the Apex Pro Tour and the Wild West Bass Trail were there for so long. Now, you know your way around a bass boat. That I saw for sure, but you weren't there as a competitor. You were there as a sponsor. You had a, a couple pros that you were sponsoring, but you were almost like a you know, a Cub Scout pack leader. You were helping out all the pros <laughs> with stuff while you were there. What brought you up there and made you stay? Well, you know, you're, you're right. I do sponsor a couple of those pros up there, and those men, you know, they know what they're doing. I mean, they're phenomenal fishermen, and, and one thing that I, as a sponsor, the passion that we have uh, for fishing is just, you know, I mean, we really love it. It's our life, and I made an agreement, and I made a promise to the guys that I sponsor that if they ever make a top 10, I will be there and support, regardless of where they are. So I hopped in the car when I found out Hayden Lee in the first three days there up in Arlington. Hayden Lee from Angels Camp, he's a hooked fishing team member. He made the top 10, and I jumped in the car and drove 13 hours and made it up there for Sunday. And I was there for the weigh-ins. He ended up finishing fifth. Congratulations to Ken Ma for winning the, the whole um, first three legs of the Apex there. And But, yeah, I, I, that's the reason I went up there. It's just I made a promise to the guys I'll be there. Last Apex, I drove all the way up to Trinity Lake for Stan Lefevre. He made the top 10 as well. And then uh, the first apex of the year, Jason Austin also made the uh, top 10. So those are the three guys that I sponsor more than that. But those first three guys all gotten pretty fortunate. Every, uh, every tournament so far, somebody in the top 10 is somebody that I sponsor. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, if you are a bass angler out there who fishes tournaments and you're in California, sounds like this is a sponsor you want to have. Let's talk a little bit about your bait and tackle shop in Ione, California, Hook, and that's Hooked with no E, by the way, H-O-O-K-D. What will folks find there? And next question, of course, since a lot of folks are, are not in Central California listening to this show, can they shop online? 
Okay, yeah. So what you find, if you come into the store, if you're in the Ione area, and if you're not, I would definitely make the trip, and at least to the area. Where we're located, within an hour and a half drive, we have 14 lakes and six river systems. It is a phenomenal area to come up here to fish. And you can go from ocean to lakes to rivers within a couple hours of a drive. Primarily in our store, you're going to find things for the lake and river system. And that goes from salmon to bass, you know, smallmouth, striper, crappie, you know, spotted bass, trout, catfish, king salmon. And there's quite a bit of systems up here where we're at. We're very fortunate. So you'll find anything from rods, reels, and, and all the tackle that you're going to need for that stuff. High-end stuff to $200 lures down to, you know, stuff that's just a couple dollars. So it's a pretty good variety of stuff. And then as far as our online store, if you can make it to the area, which I, I do recommend because it's a great fishery, but if, if you're from out of the area and you just want to support the store, it's a great online uh, website. We have anything from crab pots to electronics to trolling motors to all the tackle you can think of to even a wider variety of species. I get a lot of orders back in Wisconsin and Michigan for people who are going after walleye or, you know, uh, pike and stuff like that. So, we ship all over the United States. Any order over $50 is free shipping, excluding a few different items like trolling motors or downrigger weights where there's an extra shipping cost. But generally, anything over $50 is uh, free shipping. And again, all over the United States. All right. And the website, folks, is www.hooked, H-O-O-K-D, number four, life, hookedforlife.com. That's the website to go to. Another question for you. Why should folks do business at a, a local bait and tackle shop like yours, online or in person, versus going to one of the big box sporting goods chain stores? Well, you know, this has actually come up quite a bit, and I and I got to tell you that during COVID, I think a lot of local businesses got a lot of support because local businesses were the ones who were getting shut down, and I think people realized that just wasn't fair. So. You know, the local support, at least where we're at, has, has been phenomenal. And I think the reason, too, that it's a good idea to do that is you're supporting a local business that may be employing local people. And then on top of that, I have kids. I have grandkids. I've been involved in sports and youth sports. Has anyone ever seen on the back of a jersey a big name company? No. You just don't see it. You see local businesses that are sponsoring, you know, AMA or they're sponsoring Little League or soccer or football. It's always the local businesses that do that because they care about their community. And it's not that the big businesses don't care about their community because there's other means that they do. But their local sports, they just they're not advertising there. They're not helping out the kids. They're not sending people to camps and stuff like that or, you know, science camp or maybe a football camp or a baseball camp. And that's usually you local businesses that spend tremendous amount of money giving back to the community. And that's why I think everyone should support a local business. Well, that is a great answer. We are running out of time, but folks, uh, again, if you find yourself in Ione, California, east of Sacramento, uh, head down Main Street and stop by Hooked, H-O-O-K-D. It's the bait and tackle shop that is family owned and operated. And maybe make some plans to head to Comanche Reservoir or Lake New Hogan, two very good bass lakes that have some really big bass. Talking about a 13 plus pounder was caught out of Lake Hogan a couple years ago. And stock up. Get the intel you need for what's going to work at those lakes and other lakes and rivers in the area and go fishing. And yes, you can shop online too anytime by going to www.hookedforlife.com. No e, hooked 
for life that's hooked the number four life.com that's hooked for life.com jay thanks for what you do and sharing this with us today on america outdoors radio john thank you i had a great time meeting you up there and thank you to everyone up in the dallas and arlington area for supporting wild west and for hosting us The Dalles in Oregon is your base camp for fishing fun. Reel in big salmon, tangle with steelhead, bass, and walleye, or wrestle a monster sturgeon to the boat. After the day is done, you'll find a variety of lodging options around town. Need to resupply? We've got you covered with sporting goods stores plus great dining, breweries, wineries, and can't-miss attractions like the Gorge Discovery Center. Plan your fishing getaway today at explorethedalles.com. That's explorethedalles.com. From a bull elk ripping a bugle across the valley to wing beats on a duck marsh, public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today. Ready to step up to a quality-built rifle or shotgun that's a true classic? Check out Henry Repeating Arms, American-made. There's over 200 models to choose from in a variety of finishes and calibers for hunters and target shooters. Many of these are lever-action models with a look right out of the Old West. Don't be deceived, though. Henry Repeating Arms are modern, rugged, accurate, reliable, and have a lifetime guarantee. Find out more and order a free catalog today at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com. You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. Our next stop today is Arkansas. I'm with Jim Harris. He's with the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. He puts out a fishing report every week, and we'll tell you how to sign up for it in just a few minutes. But for now, let's share the highlights from the latest one. Jim, welcome to the show. Good morning. Let's go ahead and talk about some of the highlights from the latest fishing report. And uh, the lead story really caught my attention it was an angler who was casting rattle traps, one of my favorite lures for bass, and he was after bass, but he reeled in something very unexpected, a catfish of all things. Never caught a catfish on a rattle trap before. Uh, tell me more about catfishing right now and, and why folks are catching them on all sorts of different lures. Yeah, well, I think that's probably been the only one that's been on a rattle trap, but I know that you can just about throw everything, including maybe your shoe, in some of our lakes with the catfish, we've had a, a good year. I'm not sure. I might need to spend some time with the biologist to find out why things are so excellent. We're just about to start into the catfish spawning season. It's one of my favorite weeks, actually. I, I go over to a friend's place in uh, eastern Arkansas, and it's uh, off the White River, and we generally just... Uh, you know, put out some limb lines and some trot lines for the flatheads because it seems like right as they're about to start spawning, they get awful hungry for some crawdads and, you know, baits along that line. Skipjack tends to be real good in our area. Catfish from the bottom of the state, from one of our little known but really fun lakes that I would encourage people to visit if they ever come to Arkansas, 
Lake Erling. We've had from South Arkansas all the way up to Central Arkansas catfish have been reported pretty good, and and that includes the lakes around Hot Springs and and of course the river would be okay, but man, we have had the worst luck in terms of water on the river this year. Uh, actually, it's been going on the past few springs. These rain fronts that come through really uh, send the water into the river eventually, and and there's hardly any place to safely fish on the main channel. But that would be an ideal place to be if the if the water wasn't so fast and high right now. But Hitting that rattle trap was a good story. I couldn't resist not putting that in there. And, uh, uh, you know, that also tells you something about the bass. I mean, he's trying to catch bass. I think he did okay. But our bass spawn, our, our black bass spawn is probably a couple, everything has been a couple weeks or more behind this year. The cold, the, the odd weather patterns that we had in January and February, everything from crappie spawn to bass spawn, I guess it remains to be seen if the catfish spawn is a little behind. Brim are coming around when they usually do, but I'm just noticing most of the things I hear that black bass spawn is a little bit behind, just like our crappie were. And we've just had a real odd year for weather. I'm sure people saw the Arkansas River, obviously, but like you said, it's it's running really high right now, probably really muddy. So uh, what are some of maybe the, the reservoirs and lakes that Arkansas is known for when it comes to big bass? Well, all of our Corps of Engineers built lake tend to have good bass populations. I mean, we don't really even have to stock much. The stocking we do, and I think we may have talked about this, I think the last time we visited, is that we stock to get, you know, the DNA, the, the alleles, as they call them, I guess, the larger Florida largemouth bass. We will raise and stock those in our warmer lakes to try to get those genetics in because the Florida bass we feel, and I think most people do, they tend to grow bigger faster. And, you know, it takes a long time for a northern largemouth bass to to get to be a 10-pounder, but they think they can get the Florida genetics in, at least mixed in with the northern, and get a faster growing larger fish. And we've seen that happen. We've got a state park called White Oak Lake. It's actually two lakes. It's near Camden, Arkansas, kind of in the south-southwest area. And it's turned into a real hotbed for fishing right now with 10 to 12-pound fish being caught. Now, that lake was rebuilt, completely renovated. It probably was a 40-something-year-old lake that had, you know, lost its touch and uh, kind of lost everything it used to have as far as an attractive lake. We Took it all the way down, rebuilt the, uh, you know, the the bottom. Got more habitat in there, both natural and some artificial habitat structures. We, it was a long process, and then it was a long process after it refilled, probably three or more years before you could really start catching them. But I'm thinking in these past six years, as it's come along, I mean, it's turning out ten pound bass in about a six to nine year period of of rebuilding it it's a it's a great place it's not uh heavily trafficked there's a lot of bass in there usually people around this area who do come in from texas i mean most people are probably looking to texas for big bass but the ones that come into arkansas will probably come to millwood it's a state park and a core lake it's called millwood lake and 
a huge lake. You fly over that thing. It's just monstrous. And it's near Texarkana. It's easy to get into if you come to Arkansas. Just like White Oak Lake, I was I was mentioning Lake Erling. That's not an easy lake to get to. It's just off one of the state highways, but it's east of Texarkana, and it's a it's an unsung lake, and it's got a lot of bass. We've seen that. And then if you move up to the north end of the state, you've got several large lakes that are extremely inviting, and the black bass are biting well at Beaver Lake, which is in the northwest corner, Bull Shoals, which is in the northern part, and also kind of slips in there to uh, to Missouri, southern Missouri, and also Norfolk Lake. So those three lakes tend to be really good destinations for both bass, walleye, striper. We stock striper in some of those lakes, and you know they're big destinations. And they're also uh, cl- all three of those places I just mentioned are close to our trout fishing. You know, below the dams of those core lakes. I know we were going to talk about that, but we're, it puts we're out you of time. in. We're just yeah. not going to be able to hit <laughs> trout this time, Jim. So right, but we're uh, but you're in a great location for doing both on the lake fishing or switching gears and doing some uh, tailwater fishing and uh, stream fishing for trout. Just all within just a few miles of each other. We have got to go, but as we do. How can folks sign up for the weekly newsletter that you put out every week with the weekly fishing report? Well, you can go to our website at AGFC, that's Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, but it's just AGFC.com. And then if you go down to our tag that says resources, you'll find our, our newsletter sign up that way. And uh, I'll be happy to get you on there if anybody just wants to email me at jim.harris at agfc.ar.com. I will be happy to personally sign anyone up for our email blast. We send that out every Thursday. All right. Thanks so much, Jim. We will catch you again soon. You bet. Thank you. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at WorkSharp. And if you're going somewhere this Memorial Day weekend, whether it be to Arkansas for some fishing or maybe to the Dallas, Oregon, like we talked about earlier, or anywhere else where you plan on catching some fish and filleting them and cooking them up for dinner, well, you're going to need a sharp fillet knife, maybe some other sharp knives too. And that's where WorkSharp can help you. If you go to their website, at WorkSharpTools.com. You're going to find all sorts of knife and tool sharpeners there. A couple I would suggest if you've got an RV or some other place where you've got an electric plug-in, try the very small compact kitchen knife sharpener. I've got one works great for sharpening all the knives in my kitchen. And if you don't have a place where there's electricity and you want to keep your knife sharp, maybe even streamside or at the fish cleaning station, Well, that's where the guided field sharpener comes into play. That's actually probably my favorite knife sharpener. I've actually got a couple of them lying around. I use them all the time. They'll actually fit perfect in your glove box and handy to have around to sharpen fillet knives, pocket knives, or anything else you're using on a camping trip this Memorial Day weekend or any other camping trip this summer or fall. Check out the lineup again at WorkSharpTools.com or look for work sharp knife and tool sharpeners at quality sporting goods and hardware stores and ranch and home stores near you.
In today's news, I'm cooking a brisket. Let's go to Jill at my house to see how it's going. This is your house and you brought me and the crew to check on your brisket? That's correct, Jill. How's it looking? This is a Camp Chef Woodwind Wi-Fi. You know you, you can check your cook right from your phone, right? I didn't know that was an option, Jill. Well, never mind. But before you leave, can you feed the dog? What? No, no. When we get back, why is my check engine light on? The answer may shock me. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstances, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the darkest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true. To provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities, Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. That's huntofalifetime.org. Sportsman's Cove Lodge in Southeast Alaska is booked for the season, which means now is the time to book for next year. And you'll want to do so soon because at the end of a typical summer, the lodge is over 80% booked. The reasons? The great fishing, the wonderful location, the comfortable accommodations, the fantastic food, and the over-the-top customer service. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book today at alaskasbestlodge.com. Remember the last time you went to MyPillow.com and you saved big? Well, now you can save even bigger. At MyPillow.com, Mike Lindell is in the middle of a BOGO extravaganza. That's buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. Now think about that for a minute. Premium MyPillows, buy one, get one free. Giza Elegance MyPillows, buy one, get one free. Sheets, buy one, get one free. Waffle Blankets. Who doesn't like waffles? Buy one, get one free. Beach towels. Perfect timing to buy one, get one free. Couch pillows. Not to be confused with couch potatoes. Couch pillows. Buy one, get one free. Woven throw blankets. Who doesn't like to throw a blanket? Buy one, get one free. Right now at MyPillow.com. And please use promo code KEN, K-E-N. Buy one, get one free. Check it out at MyPillow.com. Promo code KEN. Next up on America Outdoors Radio, we are taking you to the Garden State of New Jersey. The reason is because the annual Striped Bass Catch and Release Tournament put on by the Berkeley Striper Club is going on now through June 5th. And with us here to tell you more about it is the tournament director, Scott Thomas. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Couple things right out of the gate. The Berkeley Striper Club not associated, I presume, with Berkeley fishing. No, not at all. So tell me a little bit about the Berkeley Striper Club, located in Seaside Park, New Jersey. We've been a club since the 60s. We're one of New Jersey's biggest clubs. We were the first ones to start no-kill striped bass tournaments. 
once we saw the state of the fisheries, we wanted to do something to protect the future of striped bass. We have a couple hundred members. We meet once a month. And we do all kinds of events in the club and raise a bunch of money for striped bass conservation and research. Let's talk about this tournament. You've got several different divisions you can participate in. Now, when I think of striper fishing in New Jersey, I always think of surf fishing. And you do have that category. But you also have a boat and kayak division, too. Correct. Yeah, we have uh, three diversions. I'm a kayak fisherman. You know, kayak's probably the least attended one. But, uh, you know, as a kayak fisherman, I got to make sure it's there. But, you know, over the past couple of years, we've been getting more and more. And hopefully, you know, it, it keeps going strong. So let's talk about how you win this tournament. Is it about the biggest striped bass or is it about the most striped bass or both? It's biggest by length. So anyone can uh, enter with, they just need a hard ruler. And you just got to take a picture with your tournament number and your fish with the ruler next to it. And I understand you got some pretty impressive prizes this year, too. Yeah, you know, thankfully, uh, a lot of companies really step up and, you know, they really care about the fisheries. So there's probably about $14,000 worth of prizes. In addition to our three competitive divisions, we have three grand prizes, which is just a random draw. So you don't even need to soak a line to uh, win it. And a lot of people enter it just for that. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I know you were promoting a lot of folks going to the website, berkeleystriperclub.org, and entering that way. But since we're already into tournament week here, it's too late. Uh, There's a number of places near Seaside Park and around Seaside Park where you can actually pick up an application enter right up through June 5th, isn't there? Yep, pretty much every local tackle shop. Um, Grumpy's Tackle, Betty and Nick's, Charlie's, Pell's, Gabriel's, uh, Tackle Box and Hazlitt, Jiglio's and Seabright, Real Seat and Brielle, Fisherman's Fly and Point Pleasant, Tight Lines and Summers Point, One Stop in Atlantic City, Tackle Direct, Fisherman's Headquarters in LBI and Creekside Outfitters. Uh, there's a lot of shops you could enter at. So let me ask you a question here. We got some folks listening today that think to themselves, you know, this could be kind of fun, do a little bit of striped bass fishing, but they might not have a lot of familiarity with how to do it. If you were to give them some advice about how to rig up to catch a striped bass during this tournament, what would you tell them? Right now, the, the bite off the beach has been clam. Not my favorite way to fish. I'm, I'm more of a throwing plugs type of guy, but there's been some impressive fish over the past two weeks all on clam. Uh, so if you're going surf, I would definitely go clam. Boat and kayak, there's been a lot on uh, the troll. So trolling, you know, big metal lips, mojos, bunker spoons, that seems to have been the way to go. And you've been doing this for a while. What do you think it's going to take to get to the winner's circle for the longest fish? Last year, we had our first 50-inch fish uh, ever in, in one of our tournaments. This year, with, with the quality of fish being taken off the beach, I wouldn't be surprised to see another high 40s or 50-inch fish. And in all three of the divisions. Well, there you go, folks. Sounds like all sorts of fun. It's the annual catch and release tournament with the Berkeley Striper Club in Seaside Park, New Jersey. It's going on through June 5th. And yes, you are welcome to participate. Again, three different divisions. You can fish from the beach. You can fish from a boat. You can fish from a kayak. And if you catch the longest fish, you might get some magnificent prizes. And even if you don't catch a fish, you can be entered for the grand prizes too. So go ahead and go to one of those tackle shops that Scott mentioned or go to berkeleystriperclub.org, get more information and make plans to head to Seaside Park, New Jersey and catch some striped bass today. Scott, thanks for sharing this with us on America Outdoors Radio. Thank you for having me.
It's Memorial Day weekend, and not only is it a weekend that kicks off the unofficial camping and outdoors cooking season, but it's also a weekend where we remember those that have sacrificed and given their all for our country serving in uniform. One company that really appreciates our service members is Henry Repeating Arms. This is a company that makes all of its firearms right here in America, and they've got a special tribute edition for those who have served in the military it's the military service tribute second edition 22 caliber lever action rifle and it's an absolute beauty number one it's got a nickel plated receiver and on one side it has the words in recognition of military service to our great country on the other side it has the statue of liberty right next to the liberty bell that rang for our nation that with the help of our military will remain forever free on the forearm there's a wonderful colored engraving saluting our military heroes and on the buttstock an american flag again also colored and painted and the words god bless america if you want to give something very special to a veteran or service member in your life, check out the Military Service Tribute 2nd Edition from Henry Repeating Arms. Like all of their firearms, it is rugged, it's accurate, and this one in particular is a beautiful firearm you'll want to hang on the wall for everybody to see. You can check it out at henryusa.com. Look for an authorized dealer near you and place an order for this Military Service Tribute 2nd Edition rifle. You won't regret it. The website again, henryusa.com. And don't forget to ask for your free decals and catalog while you're there. It's time for the Trail of Shame. Shame, shame on you. Shame, shame on you. Stories of poachers, scoundrels, and other ne'er-do-wells. So if you see someone committing a criminal act on the water or in the field, turn them in. It's the right thing to do. From Outdoor Life in the Salt Lake Tribune, we learn Wade Lemon, a longtime Utah hunting guide who took Don Trump Jr. on a bear hunt in 2018, is facing a felony charge from that hunt for the illegal take of a black bear in Carbon County. Prosecutors say Lemon's outfitting company used bait to bring in the bear that Don Trump Jr. harvested in May of 2018. That bait consisting of a pile of grain, oil, and pastries. Also in the area of the bait was a trail camera with the initials WLH for Wade Lemon Hunting and Lemon's telephone number written on the side. The camera was pointed right at the bait pile. Furthermore, one of Lemon's employees confirms Lemon told him to bait the location weeks before Trump's hunt took place. The use of bait, while legal in some states, is illegal in Utah. It is important to note Don Trump Jr. had no knowledge this baiting or anything else illegal was occurring on this hunt. Trump Jr. is known for hunting all over North America and going after trophy big game. He is considered both a victim and a potential witness in this case by prosecutors. As for Wade Lemon, this isn't his first rodeo when it comes to being looked at for illegal activities. The Salt Lake Tribune reports Wade Lemon hunting has been investigated eight times for violations to include other instances of baiting, trapping bears and trees and keeping them there until hunters could arrive and harvest them, and killing a Rocky Mountain bighorn in an off-limits area. 
However, it is important to note, Lemon was not convicted of any of these violations, and he's not yet been convicted of this one either. We'll see how this case plays out in the weeks ahead, but if you did do these things, Wade Lemon, you definitely deserve to be walking our trail of shame. shame We're coming up towards the end of the show, but I'd like to give a great shout-out to our longtime sponsor, the Dalles Area Chamber of Commerce. It was a lot of fun heading down there to the Columbia River Gorge and the Dalles and covering that Apex Pro Tour Spartan 580 Bass Tournament. My thanks in particular to Lisa Farquharson, who is the executive director for her hospitality. Truly appreciated. It is Memorial Day weekend, and I'm guessing that some of you are hearing this while you're traveling on the road or maybe tuning in from a campground somewhere. Here's hoping you are enjoying this unofficial start to the summer camping season and that you get to have some fun on the water this weekend, whether you are fishing, boating, paddling, or anything else that strikes your fancy. And if you are camping, I hope you've got some materials from our friends at WorkSharp to keep your knives sharp and from Camp Chef, which definitely will help you have some better food outdoors. Last but not least, uh, thank you to those who have not only served our military, but sacrificed and given their all. Memorial Day is about remembering you. If you know of any Gold Star family members, reach out to them and thank them for the service of their entire family on behalf of our nation. Here's hoping you are blessed this Memorial Day weekend and in the days ahead that you are healthy, that you get home safe, and that you get to enjoy some time in Mother Nature. After all, it is your country and you're outdoors, so get out there and enjoy it. (laughs) 